0: your body is capable like even if in the moment if you don't think it is like when i was begging my husband for the epidural like 20 minutes in um obviously i didn't get it and obviously i was able to do it and i did it again a year later and yes it hurt, and it was painful but my body knew what to do it knew what was happening
1: I'm Danielle. Welcome to the birth journeys podcast. It is my belief that our birth journey has a lasting impact that goes far beyond delivery. It is my hope that through these stories, you would find the insight, tools, and the courage to go on and have your own positive and empowering birth journey. Just as a reminder, any information you hear on this podcast is meant to inform and encourage you on your birth journey and not intended to replace advice from your medical professional. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Birth Journeys podcast. Today we have Kendra on and she's going to be sharing her two birth stories with us. Kendra, thank you for coming on.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm excited.
1: Me too. So why don't you start out by just giving us a little bit about yourself?
0: Okay. Um, So like you said, my name is Kendra. I'm a 25-year-old stay-at-home mom. I have two kids. Um, Miles is my oldest. My son is almost two. He'll actually be two. We're recording today, but he'll be two tomorrow. Um, And then my little girl turns one next month. Um, but yes, I'm a stay-at-home mom. My husband is self-employed, so I do his book work once a week, but besides that, I'm just home raising the kids.
1: The best, hardest job. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so where do you like to say that your birth journey begins? What does that look like for you in your life?
0: I, uh, honestly, like growing up, I never, you know, some girls say like they just always wanted to be a mom and they couldn't wait to get married and have kids and stay home. I never really had that, um, but then I'm going to say it was like two probably two years into our marriage where the baby fever started to hit because you settle in, you have your home, and, you know, your your friends or your family start having kids, and so the bug definitely hit, um, and mm-hmm. luckily the same went for my husband. He was ready ready for a child as well, um, but then it did take us a while to get pregnant. Um, we started trying in, I think it was August of 2019. Um and uh, nothing was happening. So by I think it was the spring of twenty twenty, like April, May, somewhere around there, um, I just scheduled like a like a routine like Pap smear with my doctor um in a hormone panel just to make sure everything was you know where it was supposed to be. Um but I went in and did all the blood work and all the things and everything came back normal. Um, and then my doctor mentioned checking my prolactin and i had never heard of that before i didn't know what that was Um, but so there was more blood work um, and then that came back that i had elevated levels of prolactin Um, and so then she wanted to dig deeper and see you know why i had high levels so we scheduled an mri i I don't know if you know or if the listeners know but um, oftentimes when you have high levels of prolactin it's because of a like a small benign tumor on your pituitary gland Um, and so we wanted to do an MRI and see if that was the case for me. And it wasn't, my MRI came back clear. Um, so I was just diagnosed with unexplained hyperprolactinemia or yeah, prolactinemia. Um, I was prescribed some meds and I got pregnant the next month. Hmm. It was crazy.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool that your doctor was, you know, understanding and willing to dig deeper
0: Yes, definitely. I, I think one of my biggest fears going into like an appointment was I didn't want to just be rambling. Cause I know sometimes it can take a very long time for couples to get pregnant. Um, and it's I, like, it seemed long for me. It had been like seven months or so. Um, but I know that's not the case for some people It can go years. Um, so I was very thankful that she took my concerns seriously and we found the cause and were able to fix it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a blessing because even though, I mean, I know what it feels like when you're trying to get pregnant, like Mm -hmm. even, you know, just a few months can feel like, Oh my gosh, it's never going to happen. Like, (laughs) you know, so yeah, for it to be a little while and then, you know, be, be able to actually like, you know, go in and, and have your voice heard and like have a doctor be willing to like run that for you is like huge because Not all of them are that understanding. So
0: for sure. And I remember too, they were like they had told me the chances to get pregnant so quickly were low. They said it would probably take a few months for my levels to like even out. Um, and I remember when I got that um positive pregnancy test, I called my doctor right away before I even told my husband. I called her and I was like, <laughs> I'm pregnant, like we're so excited, and she was so happy for oh. me. And yeah, it was really special.
1: That's cool. I like that. Yeah. So did you just stick with an OB for your um, care then?
0: Um, I actually went with a midwife. I uh, okay. I don't know. I just thought I would feel more comfortable with a midwife. Um, and so that's what I went with. But we were planning for a hospital birth and that's what we ended up having. Um, but I did, I'm getting ahead of myself. I did have a pretty rough pregnancy the first couple months. Um, I was never diagnosed with HG, but... I lost 15 pounds. I was very sick. I was throwing up constantly. You know, I couldn't keep anything down. Um, mm. And it was just miserable the first few months. It, I definitely wasn't expecting it. Uh, my mom never got sick when she was pregnant. And so I had, like, I think two weeks where, like, after I found out I was pregnant, that I felt fine. I felt normal. And then it just hit very suddenly, and it was there to stay. Mm. Um, I was put on or i started taking um, the combination of unisom and b6 and so i take that in the morning and at night and that eventually into the second trimester that took away um the throwing up but i was still nauseous and there were days like and even in the third trimester if i forgot to take my meds that i was throwing up again um Mm. so i very much relied on that
1: i always feel bad for moms that have I mean, I, I get like morning sickness, like nauseous, sometimes all day nauseous, but definitely yeah. not like debilitating, like yeah. throwing up or sickness. So ugh.
0: yeah, no, it was not fun. Um, so I actually worked for my dad. My dad had a trucking business um, and I worked in the office with him. I did his book work and so I was working four days a week. And then when I got pregnant, I actually, I gosh, I can't remember exactly how long, but I don't think I went to work for at least a month. And then once I did, um, I remember, so his business was on the same property as my parents house. And I remember I'd go in, sometimes I'd go down to my mom and I'd throw up first and then I'd go up and work for a few hours and then I'd go down Aww. and take a nap. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was crazy. At least
1: and you then, had a job where you could do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> nice. You know, I was very,
0: very grateful for that for sure.
1: Um,
0: but then it a very big shock to us. Um, I got pregnant in June or I think it was June or I found out, I found out in June, maybe I'm not sure of the exact details, but then I had just started going back to work, um, in August sometime. And we found out that my dad had stage four esophageal cancer. Um, and so after like two weeks of, uh, you know, going down to the house and taking naps and throwing up and doing all that, um, we found out dad had cancer and it was very aggressive and it seemed like as soon as we found out about it, he had all the symptoms, but, you know, leading up, we had no idea there was nothing or us. I mean, maybe he did, but us kids and mom, you know, we had no idea anything was wrong, but then he started um, chemo and radiation. And he had a feeding tube put in. And so I, had to just, I was thrust into more work because I was taking over some of his duties and some of his responsibilities at work. Um, Mm. So very quickly I had to get over the sickness (laughs) that I had been dealing with. Um, And so then in September, I mean, all of that fall, it was work, 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 and take dad to appointments and, you know, go to the doctor and, you know, all this stuff. Um, And I think having, I mean, it wasn't a nice distraction, but having that to focus on forced me to feel better. I couldn't just focus on, I don't feel good. Like I had to, I had to Mm. feel better. I had to go on. Um, yeah. And so it, yeah, it was definitely not how I envisioned, um, my first pregnancy going, but Mm. you know, God has a plan and um, that's just how it was for me, I guess.
1: So did you have anything else from your pregnancy that you wanted to share or
0: Um, yes, honestly, I should have just kept going there. I paused, but, okay. (laughs) um, so in December, then, um, my dad was put on hospice. And, um, so like I said, my husband was self-employed. He actually, um, so he does excavating. Um, so his equipment and stuff, he parked his equipment and just took time off and he helped me, um, run my dad's business. And we actually ended up moving, basically moving into my parents' house for the last, for a few weeks, I think, like right on Christmas. Um, my sister had just gotten married as well. So, um, her and her husband kind of, we all just basically moved back into my parents' house. Um, my husband and I would work and then spend all the time that we could with my dad and family and my sister, she's actually a nurse. So she, um, was helping my mom take care of my dad full time. And then he actually ended up passing away on January second um, of the next year. Um, so he battled for only four months when we found out it was a surprise, and he just never got better. Um, so then, yeah, we we were dealing with the loss of my dad, and he was honestly like, I don't know anyone like him. He was just one of those like good guys, you know, all around great guy. Um, and so that was definitely a really, a really hard loss. And it was a really hard time. Um, and then I think that, or my doctors would agree, that factored into me getting birth at 35 weeks. So my son came a month later um, on February 10th. So that was quite a surprise for us as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty early.
0: Yeah. I woke up that night or i guess i can just jump into my birth story if that's okay yeah um i woke up in the middle of the night it was like midnight and i was wet as if i my water had broke or as if maybe i had peed myself honestly i did not think my water had broke at all um i went to the restroom cleaned up whatever went back to bed and i slept for a little bit more and then i woke up again and I just had to keep going to the bathroom I had to pee and I was like well why am I why do I have to keep going like I'm not drinking water like what's going on um and honestly I guess naive me it's my first baby I didn't I wasn't even thinking that's probably like fluids and you know my water broke so now you know stuff's trying to get out um but yeah I just kind of dealt with that during the night. I didn't really have contractions. Um, I had some like cramping, I guess that started after a few hours, but nothing too intense. Um, but I ended up calling my mom. I think it was like around 4 AM and I just, I told her what had happened. And she was like, Kendra, if, if your water broke, like you have to go in, um, there's like a timeline or there's a time frame that they want to follow. And, uh, so then I called my midwife and I told her and she's like, yes, um, She was on call thankfully but she's like yes come in we'll have to check you uh make sure it wasn't your water and we'll go from there Uh, so i woke my husband i hadn't woken him up during any of this because i honestly didn't think anything was happening um and so we got ready and we left and we took nothing with us no diaper bag no like nothing no car seat we just took nothing like i didn't even take a bag of toiletries for myself like we we went empty-handed Um, because like I said, we, or I didn't think anything was, you know, was happening. I thought maybe Praxton Hicks and I didn't want to be that first time mom that goes in, you know, just for, just to be checked because she's nervous. Um, and that's what I thought we were doing. Um, but no, so we got to the hospital around probably 6am and, um, they checked me and she said she would maybe say I'm a one, but she said barely, she's like, you're barely dilated at all. Um, she's like, I'm guessing you're going to be sent home. Uh, but they did. Uh, they had to swab me to see if it was like the fluid or whatever. And it was. So my water had broke. Um, oh There. Okay. Um, so my water had broke. And uh, they're like, well, we're going to have a baby today. And I freaked out. We, <laughs> My husband did too. We were not expecting it at all. Um, and so, you know, we're calling our like our, our parents and you know texting family and whatever. And at this point I was still just having um I would say they were contractions at that point because there was an actual like a start and a stop time to them. I could notice like a pattern starting. Um but there wasn't much pain. I mean it was uncomfortable, but it wasn't unbearable by any means. Um and so they got us checked in probably around 730. Um, we, it took like an hour to do all the paperwork and, you know, all the things that they want to do. So my midwife warned me, she said, um, you know, you're barely at a one, you're five weeks early, The the odds that we're going to need to use Pitocin are pretty high. And so she had been on call all night and she was going to go home and sleep. Um, but she wanted to come in at noon on me and just see what's going on. And she had told me, um, if I have not progressed that, um, at noon, they probably want to get me started on, on something. Um, and I did not want that. That was, like, my biggest fear. You know, the dreaded Pitocin that everyone talks about. Um, so I was mm-hmm. kind of nervous for that. But then um, I want to say around 8.30, we were settled in. My husband had just sat down. Uh, you know, the poor husbands, they have so much work to do. He had just sat down <laughs> and it was playing a game on his phone. I very distinctly remember this because he was playing a game. I turned on the TV, and I was like, well we're going to sit here all day because I don't have strong contractions. I'm not dilated. Nothing is happening. And I was kind of bummed. Um, if I'm being honest, but yeah, so we just kind of settled, I mean, settled in. I was Snapchatting my sisters and my mom. Um, and then all of a sudden I felt like I had to go to the bathroom and I had during my pregnancy, like I said, obviously a lot was going on. Um, but in the beginning when I was at home and I was throwing up and I couldn't do much, but sit on the couch, I watched a lot of, um, like, birth stories on YouTube, and I just remember um, paying attention to, like, right before birth started, like, in, like, when they're in transition, and, you know, what's going on and everything, Uh, because my plan had been to do a natural birth, Um, so I just kind of wanted to see, like, what they say, you know, happens with your body, and, you know, whatever, Um, but anyway, so I had to go to the bathroom, and I, um, I paged my nurse, and I said, is it okay if I go to the bathroom, because first time mom, I didn't know, I was like, am I allowed to like that. <laughs> I have get, like, poop? Am I allowed yeah. to go to the bathroom? I
1: don't
0: know. <laughs> yeah. So she came in. She's like, "Yes, you're like barely dilated." She said, "Once you're like past a five and you feel the urge to go, um, let me know." But she's like, "For now, you can do honestly whatever you want to do." So I went to the restroom. I came out, and she had when I was in the bathroom, she had brought out the um the birthing ball, and so she had told me that I should probably sit on that and you know try to like get things moving. So I came out of the bathroom and I sat on the ball and I had just started bouncing. I just turned on Friends on TV and I was, um, you know, pretty relaxed. And I had my first like serious contraction. And I was like, okay, well that hurt, <laughs> you know. Wow, this is this is a contraction. Now I know what it feels like. Um, and probably maybe a minute later, I had another one. And I was in my head, I'm like, no, there is like why are they coming so fast and so strong like this is not what the birth stories were showing me Like, you know you go in slowly and then it you know gets worse as time goes on um but yeah so for the next 15 minutes i had a very strong contraction like every minute and i had told my husband before like during my whole pregnancy i said if i ask for an epidural don't let me like i know i'm strong enough but in that moment i might not th- think that i am and so I had given him instructions, like, if I'm in the moment and I say I want the epidural, like, don't let me. <laughs> and we were, like, 15 minutes into, like, actually feeling like I'm in labor. And I go over to him and I said, I know I said I don't want the epidural, but if I'm <laughs> at a one and it hurts this bad and they're, like, this intense, there's no way. I can't I can't make it all day or any longer. Like, this is awful. <laughs> and he was, like, because I'm not a very, um, I have a high pain tolerance, like, he doesn't really have to worry about me and you know whatever and so he was like because i had been pacing the room and like you know out of my mind kind of because it hurts <laughs> and he was like what is going on like calm down like it's it's okay we're like 15 minutes into this like you know and i remember i was so angry and uh, i page my nurse and i told her i was like is this normal like to just be like 15 minutes into this and it hurts this bad and like they're this close and she's like, well, I'm guessing you're going into active labor. Like, labor is actually starting now. Um, and so they wanted to put the um, the monitor on my belly to, like, you know, check the heart rate and all that. And so she put it on. And she lost the room. And then a little bit later, the monitor started going crazy. And she came back in. And she's like, I, I lost him. I can't find him. And because I've been moving around, I figured I just, like, walked and it was moving with me. And um, so she's like, I'm standing there contractions are honestly maybe 30 seconds apart now and i told her like they're getting closer together and like they really hurt um like what is there like when can i get the epidural because i knew you had to be advanced to a certain point before you could get it and she goes um honey i don't think you're gonna be you know far enough along that you want the epidural already like you're gonna need to be up on your feet and on the birthing ball and you know progressing labor um and so she's still trying to, like, find find him on the monitor. And so she moves him really – or she had to move the monitor very, very low, low. And so in my head, I'm like, okay, now he's really low. My contractions are this close, like, together. Um, and in my head, I'm like, okay, am I getting close to transition? And I knew it sounded crazy. And I didn't even want to voice it because I was – like, the nurse was going to be like, oh, here's a first-time mom who's been here for two hours. And she thinks she's in transition. <laughs> she's mm-hmm. not. <laughs> Um, but then she left the room and I told my husband, I'm like, I'm in transition. I know that I am. And right then I felt like I could go to the bathroom again. And I felt very nauseous. Um, and I told him, I'm like, this is exactly what the women in those videos were doing right before they gave birth. And he, like he too, I I mean, he, he was like, Kendra, no, like this doesn't happen like that. Um, (laughs) and so I paged my nurse again, because I'm like, I'm sure she was so annoyed with me at this point, but I'm like, okay, I have to go to the bathroom again. And I feel like I could throw up. Um, could I be in transition? And she was like, uh, she's like, honestly, I don't think so. She's like, you're fine to go to the restroom. I'll check you when you get out and we'll see about that epidural. Um, so I did go to the bathroom again and oh my gosh, it felt it hurt so bad when I was on the bathroom and the contractions and you can't move. That was awful. But um, I came out and she had me get in the bed and having them check you also is not the most comfortable thing in the world. That was Mm-mm. very painful. Uh, and she kept like kind of like digging around. And I was like, hey, what's taking so long? And she looks at me and she's like, Kendra, you're at a 10. You're ready to push. <laughs> and I said, I, I literally, I'm like, i like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> My husband jumps up. He's still, you know, like on his phone, just like relaxing. Who knows what he's playing, but um, He's like, excuse me? Like, she's ready to push already. It was envisioning this, like, you know, chill day of TV and phone and, you know, (laughs) no working for him. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But no, so they had to call my midwife. She had, like I said, she had gone home. And this was probably 930 at this point. So we waited 15 minutes um, for her to get there. And now, like, now I would feel comfortable to push if a midwife or a doctor weren't there, I think. Um, nurses are capable, um, but I think being a first-time mom and the fact that he was five weeks early, I didn't feel comfortable pushing or being more assertive without my doctor or my midwife there with us. Um, so we waited 15 minutes, and I remember I asked, um, I asked the one nurse, I said, "So, like, can I have Tylenol or something?" <laughs> and she just <laughs> laughed at me. She's like, "It's a little too late for that, honey." <laughs> um, but. And yeah, in those 15 minutes, my husband, you know, I'm rambling because I like to talk. When I get nervous, I talk even more. And my husband told the nurses there because they were like, you you can just relax. Like, there's no. And he was like, this is her relaxing. Like, she's going to talk if she wants to relax. She's probably going (laughs) to talk. But no, um, my midwife got there and uh, I pushed. I don't know. Was it like 10 minutes, 15 minutes? I'm honestly not quite sure um but he was out and i didn't they gave him to me so i could i mean i held him not really on my chest but i was able to hold him a little bit and my husband cut the cord we weren't able to do um delayed cord clamping because or cutting because he was early and he didn't cry right away um but he was breathing i mean they could he was doing what he should um but they my husband cut the cord and then they took him to the nursery right away um, and my husband was allowed to go with him. So then I was alone and they had to, I did get two stitches. I had a was it a first degree tear, second degree, I'm not quite sure. Um, but I did tear. And I did have to get stitches. Um, but honestly, that experience wasn't as bad as I thought it would be either. I mean, they did numb me I got like a shot, you know, to numb the area before she started. Um, but yeah. And then my mom got to come to the hospital, and we had him with us for, or we had him at the same hospital as me, for a few hours in the nursery. But then he did have to get um, transported to a children's hospital. Um, later that day, he his lungs were just a little underdeveloped, um, so he needed he was on CPAP for ten days in the NICU. Um, but it was crazy. So my sister, I said she's a nurse; she's actually a NICU nurse, and that was her hospital. So that was a nice comfort. She was close because it was during COVID yeah. and visitors and, and we were there for 10 days. So my husband had to go back to work. And, um, yeah, so it was just nice that my sister was there. She would bring me food and we could hang out, you know, if she was on break or, you know, whatever. So that was really nice, but I did. Um, so he was born at 10 Oh three a.m. and then I was discharged at 5 PM and we went, wow. yeah, we went right up. And I don't think, I never left the hospital. I think we went went to Target once or twice to get, like, some baby things for him. Um, But, yeah, that, my first days postpartum were in the hospital. And, honestly, it wasn't nice. It wasn't a nice experience because you're not home. You know, you want to go home and, like, start your new life and have a healthy baby. But I do think it, it forced me to slow down. And I couldn't, like, it helped me recover because I could do nothing but sit there and hold him and, you know, relax there was nothing else to do, so I think that did help my recovery um i I did tear like I said, but honestly, after I left the hospital i I didn't have much pain I mean sometimes I was uncomfortable um but i I took Tylenol that first day, and then that was it. I felt really good um But yeah, so that was my son's birth, I guess. He was five pounds, 15 ounces, and 18 inches long. So he was a good size for being five weeks early. Um, And yeah, he was named after my dad. My dad was Levi, so my son is Miles Levi. That's special.
1: Yeah, that is. That's sweet. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's not bad for first-time mom. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I mean obviously not ideal going early, but wow, like you know, once your body like kicked in it it knew what to do. Yeah, it, <laughs> I mean obviously. Insane, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. like I mean,
0: no, I won't get ahead of myself. Well I'll stay quiet for now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So how was your immediate postpartum like in the hospital, like the placenta and all of that? Like oh, did nice you feel like
0: um yeah delivering the placenta honestly was I felt like it was very easy. Um, It came out basically right after I had him Um, Mm -hmm. because we didn't do any delayed cord cutting or anything like that. So as soon as he was out of the room, I delivered the placenta um, and then I got stitched up. And uh, I think I was surprised at how much blood there is. You know, the first time I went to the bathroom, um, I got super lightheaded. Um, But then after that, once I was up and sitting in a chair, and they got me some food, Um, I felt really good. They had me um, start pumping right away because obviously Miles wasn't able to to nurse. Um, So they started me on the pump right away. And I did end up pumping all throughout um, his NICU stay and for about a month after we came home. So I pumped for about a month and a half Um, and my supply just never went up. He never latched. And they said that that happens often with preemies. Um, he just didn't want to latch, he did not like breastfeeding at all. And then soon we are getting to the point where I had to go back to work, and I was just thinking, okay, well I just pump enough for his next feed, I don't have any extra supply, and how am I going to, like, he's going to have to be on formula during the day when he's at, like, at the babysitter. Um, so ultimately I just decided to to stop pumping, and we went to exclusively just giving formula.
1: Yeah, that's hard with little preemies. Right? Yeah, for sure. you know when they're not fully, fully baked, <laughs> that can yes. happen.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. My, uh, like I said, my sister, the NICU nurse, she said that um, girls are better preemies than boys. She said girls seem to be tougher, and she said if Miles would have been a girl, um, she. Wouldn't have been surprised if he wouldn't have needed a NICU stay because she just said that girls or baby girls seem to be, um, seem to like grow faster or be a little bit tougher than guys, I've heard <laughs> which I that thought was before. very funny.
1: Yeah, no, I've, I've heard that before that girls tend to kind of do better. It's, yeah. it's really interesting. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um But Did yeah, also... Anything
1: else? yeah i
0: forgot to mention um during my pregnancy too with everything that happened we were so blessed with family and friends who basically just took over like um getting the nursery ready and making Mm -hmm. sure we had all our things like i had my my registry and i had um two baby showers in january after my dad passed away and so we were gifted so many things Uh, my brother-in-law built like an accent wall in the nursery and my sister-in-law painted it for me and i had friends who painted like the rest of the nursery for me um friends who put together like the dresser and that was actually my my other brother-in-law and sister-in-law they put together the dresser for me and yeah the one thing that i told people not to touch was the crib i really wanted my husband and myself to like get to put the crib together um so we did that but besides that we yeah we were just really blessed by friends and family who just like surrounded us and took care of all of our needs. So it was nice to come home to a finished nursery. That was such a big blessing.
1: Uh, oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, It's a blessing to have a community like that. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Did you have anything else from that first experience you wanna share or do you wanna move on to your second pregnancy?
0: I think that's probably it. Um, I do think his birth definitely helped me prepare for my second one. Um, and luckily, because uh, I think Miles was four months old when I got pregnant again.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That happened quick. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. And it was one of those things we weren't um, trying, but we also weren't the most careful. And I think it just came from, you know, it took us a f- seven or eight months to get pregnant the first time. Um, and so we just weren't expecting it, I guess, to happen. We're naive in that sense, I guess. Um, My sister and I are 14 months apart and we're best friends and it was so fun to grow up with someone like that close together in age and so we had always said that we'd want our our first two to be close together but we weren't thinking that close. (laughs) (laughs) not thinking that fast. (laughs) Um, But no, so we were on vacation in Florida and you know I was supposed to start my period and it wasn't coming and I wasn't complaining because I'm on vacation like that's fine and The last gosh i think like the last maybe the second to last day before we left i told my husband i think i should take a pregnancy test and he was like no just wait till we get home and i said no i want to know because if i am pregnant i'm going to start taking unisom and b6 asap in case i can like you know cut off the sickness before it even starts um so i did take a test and i found out i was pregnant and that was on july 1st and I had two once again i think i had two weeks where i felt good and i could keep working and i could hide it from others um and then i got sick again and that was a lot harder the second time because i had a baby who I had to take care of obviously and he was doing good he was sleeping like throughout the night um but during the day he was i think he was taking three two or three naps a day at that point um but i just remember dreading when he would get up like i And it was so hard because I felt like I got, I was robbed of the like first kid experience. Um, My mom and my husband's mom, they had him a lot during the day so I could rest. And yeah, I just felt like I missed out on a lot. I feel that mom guilt sometimes, Um, but he's happy. He's thriving. He loves his sister. So I don't think he's complaining and he's definitely not going (laughs) to remember it, but I do think about it sometimes. Um, But yeah, so my second pregnancy was identical to, to the first one and i remember telling my husband man i really hope this is a boy because maybe i only get sick when i have boys and then if i have girls i don't get sick (laughs) but that was not the case because we had a little girl um and she is funky let me tell you that um (laughs) for sure but no besides being sick her my pregnancy with her was very standard. I started taking my um my pills right away. And I definitely was able to nip it in the bud a lot quicker than I did with my first one. So that was nice. And once I was into like trimester very good. So that was a blessing too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's so hard when you have sickness and like babies to take care of and like especially I totally get like the, like the closeness in age when you have like a little baby that's still like very much dependent on you mm-hmm. and everything. Like that's so tough on a mom to like feel that way because <laughs> like, yeah, sure. you can't do anything about it. You know, you're yeah. just, you literally are in like survival mode and you just have to power through it. Right. And but, yeah, during that time too, hard.
0: Um, I felt bad for my husband because he, so when he um, stopped, where like, he kind of like, halted his his business for a second um, when my dad was sick. We actually, he ended up selling that, and we were going to um, take over like my dad's business that he had. And so at the time, my husband was um, taking over more responsibility because, like I said, I had miles, and then I got pregnant again. So I was out of the office, so he was taking on more. And so I just felt really bad because it would come along a stressful day. And I was sick, I wasn't cooking, I wasn't cleaning, I wasn't doing his laundry. I wasn't packing his lunch. I was barely functioning, and then he'd come home and oftentimes he'd pick up like her son at one of the grandmas and he had to come home with you know with miles and make dinner and feed him and give him a bath and take care of himself and you know do the laundry um, so definitely it I want more kids for sure I don't feel like we're done, but I just dread being pregnant again, and I hate to say that because I remember. When we were trying to get pregnant that's all i wanted was to be pregnant yeah. i just couldn't wait like i was so excited and so i hate to say that because i know people are praying and hoping for a baby um but pregnancy just isn't very easy on my body unfortunately
1: mm-hmm. yeah no that's hard when when you deal with that kind of thing because then yeah you do kind of have that lingering guilt of the, all that stuff too in the back right <laughs> but but at the same time, it's, like, totally understandable. Like, right. you know, it's, like, it just kind of is part of the, unfortunately, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And, like, it's it's yeah. nice.
0: You kind of know, like, there's an end in sight. Like, you're not, or for me, like, I know that once I hit a certain point, I'll be better. Or like, once I'm not pregnant anymore, it's going to go away. It's not going to stay around. So, at least you know there's an end.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Um, so,
1: did you um, choose the same type of care for your second pregnancy.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I had the same midwife and she, she just had to laugh when I came, when I called her and I was like, I need an appointment. I'm pregnant again. Like she just thought that was really funny. Um, but yes, yeah, so I had the same midwife. I loved how she did all her, all the things. I felt very comfortable with her. Um, she listened to me. Um, and when my dad was sick, when he passed away, she was just a great listening ear and, yeah, just a great person. So I, I loved her and definitely will be keeping her around for the future. <laughs> um, but I did. I was planning a um, my second hospital birth um, at the same hospital, same midwife. Um, and I, during my pregnancy, so I'm from Ohio. I don't think I said that before. A small town in Ohio, um, Amish country. We're surrounded by Amish. I have Amish in my family. And during my pregnancy, I had been hearing of all these Amish women that were having babies at home because it happened so fast. Or um, they were waiting, like they had to hire a driver to come take them to the hospital, you know, when they're in labor. Um, And I was hearing that they were having their babies in the car and I was like, what is going on? Like, why are women having their babies so fast? And so I got nervous because um, miles came so quickly and they always say, like on one hand they say, or on one hand I was thinking, you know, people say it, it goes even faster with the second one, it's gonna go so fast. But then on the other hand, I was a little nervous because I'm like, well, I had such a good experience with with Miles, there's no way that I'm gonna be blessed again the second time around, you know, with, with a similar experience. Um, so I was just nervous either way. And I remember talking to friends and family and just saying how nervous I was for a fast delivery. And they were like, no, like, it'll be fine you know, that was just from stress and from your dad, you know, passing away and you were dealing with that. Um, just like this time you'll have a normal like birth experience, birth story, I guess. And I was like, okay, like whatever, that's fine. But in my head, I'm like, no, I'm nervous. Like this is, I'm nervous. And my midwife thought it was funny too. She's like, no, Kendra, you know, like it'll be fine. Like don't stress about it. Um, and I even, well, well, at my 39-week appointment, I, um, I hadn't been declining to checked up until then. But she felt, my daughter felt so low that I thought I should probably um, get checked or I should have her check me. Because I felt very uncomfortable. And like I said, I was nervous. So I just wanted to make sure I covered all my bases. And uh, so at 39 weeks, I got checked and I was dilated to a three. And the baby was so low that she could feel her head. And I panicked. I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to be born in five minutes. (laughs) I was so nervous. And that was on a a, a Thursday, I think. And then my midwife had been on or was going to be on call. No, she was not on call that weekend. And she was sad because she said, she's guessing I'll have the baby um, Saturday or Sunday. And I was sad too, because I really wanted her to be there. And uh, so... I went home, I'm, you know, telling my family, I'm telling my husband that like I'm dilated to three, it's really low, midwife side probably this weekend. So all weekend we, you know, just hung out and do much. We didn't leave the house. And then I was hoping it would happen in, in a way because I wanted my husband to be home. I wanted him to be with me when it started. So if it did happen quickly, we leave quickly. Like there wouldn't be downtime of me having to call him and finding a babysitter for miles and you know waiting on him to get home from work so i was a little bit bummed when monday came around and i still hadn't gone into labor and monday it was actually my due date so she was right on track she stayed in until her due date i didn't mention that but um she did i did make it full term with her and uh, um on monday i went to my mom's house she had her mm-hmm. over for like a little ladies brunch and I told my aunts what the doctor had said, what my midwife had said. And they were like, oh, they were laughing. I'm like, Kendra, this is funny. Like, this is just something that would happen to you. And na, 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 you know. And I told her, I was like, I'm freaking out. But my husband was working at the shop right there. So he wasn't like, on the job. And I'm like, well, if it happened today, you know, he's so close by. It wouldn't take long, you know. And I remember leaving my mom's house and I called my mother-in-law. And I was talking to her, too. And I was just telling her, like... I'm still super nervous, but if it happens, I hope it happens today, because loyal, my husband is close to home, and yeah, all this and that, Um, but nothing happened, and my husband came home from work, and I hadn't made dinner that night, and I usually cook dinner every night, so that was a little bit different, and then I was giving my son a bath while my husband was doing book work in the basement, and I remember texting him and saying, my stomach kind of hurts, and he was like, well, what did you eat today, and whatever, And then I just kind of brushed it off. I'm like, maybe it was something that I ate. And then um, that night, my husband, there was something going on. Because we were on two, he was in the basement. I was upstairs. Um, I was watching the CMAs or CMT Music Awards, some kind of music show. I'm not quite sure which one. And he was watching maybe a football game. I don't know. But he wanted the TV and I wanted one. So we were in separate rooms. And... I was Snapchatting my sisters and my friends all night. I made myself an iced coffee. I was just having a grand old time watching, mm-hmm. you know, these music awards. And I remember when I got into bed, I told my husband, my stomach still kind of hurts, but maybe now it's from the iced coffee because maybe I shouldn't have had iced coffee right before bed. And anyways, we, um, we went to bed and I woke up at 12, 12. 15, and my stomach, hurt again. So I went to the bathroom and I actually was able to go and had a bowel movement, went back to bed, woke up at 12:30, um, went to the bathroom again. and when I got into bed again I'm like, okay, when I had miles, I went to the bathroom a lot and it started out as just like stomach cramping. And so after that I couldn't sleep. I was super nervous. and I actually <laughs> I got up, I was like walking up and down the steps, just like walking down the hallway um, sitting in the rocking chair. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to be that annoying person. I'm going to call my midwife at one in the morning. And I called her and I told her, I'm like, Kim, I know you're gonna laugh at me. You're gonna tell me, Kendra, stop stressing. Um, but I think labor might be starting. And I kind of told her what had been happening. And she's like, well, have you lost your mucus plug? Is there blood in the show? Did your water break? No, no, and no. And, um, she's like, do you have contractions, like consistent contractions? Once again, no. And so she goes, well, maybe get in the bathtub or take a shower, do something to relax yourself. She's like, Kendra, you being so worked up and nervous about having a fast labor um, is not going to help the labor process along. She's like, you need to relax. Um, And then I told her, I was like, I understand that, but I am, I just am nervous. And looking back now, I honestly think like, you just have that motherly, like, intuition or something. Like,
1: yeah.
0: I don't know how that works. It's so crazy. But, yeah, it, yeah. I'll, I won't get ahead of myself. But then um, <laughs> I did end up, I, well, I told my midwife, I said, I think I'm going to ask my mother-in-law to come over and spend the night on the couch. Because, you know, if I don't go into labor, the worst thing that happened is she had to come over and sleep on my couch. Um, my mom has little kids at home still. So she wasn't able to come in the middle of the night, but my husband's mom luckily was able to. And so I called her and I was like, Esther, like don't freak out. But is there any chance you could come like sleep at our house tonight? I don't know if I'm in labor or not, but I just don't feel the best. I have a stomach ache. I've been going to the bathroom and she had known how nervous I was. So she's like, instantly she was like, yes, I'll be right over. And I told her, I was like, there's no rush. Like, honestly there's no like actual signs of active labor I'm just nervous and she's like yep that's fine she'll come over um and then I went into her room and I woke my husband and I told him I'm like don't freak out your mom's gonna come over and sleep here but like you don't need to get up or anything nothing's happening yet and he's like okay whatever goes back to bed he's very unconcerned um so I went to the restroom again and I'm sitting on the toilet and all of a sudden I get a contraction And I remember it hit, and I looked in the mirror, and I was like, you have got to be kidding me. It felt just like those contractions I was having when I was in transition. And I got off the toilet, I'm washing my hands, maybe 30 seconds later, I get the same contraction. And I freaked out. I'm like, you, there's no way. And I ran to our bedroom, and I'm like, honey, get up, get yourself ready, like, pack the car we need to leave as soon as your mom gets here. And he's like, what is going on? And I said, remember when I had miles, remember how freaked out I got. And there were like 15 minutes where it was so bad. I said, I'm in transition and no one believed, I said, I'm in transition. Oh no. And of course this time, the second time around, he's like, oh shoot. Like she probably knows what she's talking about. Um, and so he got our, ba- I had packed our bags because I was going to be prepared this time. We were going to take everything to the hospital. Um, and so he grabbed our bags. I, he took a shower because we couldn't leave anyways. And um, I'm calling his mom because I'm like, well, she needs to hurry. I'm in active labor now. Like, she, there's no, like, messing around, like, taking her time. Um, so I'm trying to call her. She's not picking up. Uh, finally, my husband got a hold of her. And he was like, are you almost here? And she lives, like, maybe 25 minutes from our house. And she's like, yes, I just turned on your road. And <laughs> we're so grateful. So we didn't and- meet made- him. And I just grabbed, um, some like bath towels out of my husband's bathroom in case my water broke, you know, in the car. And I went to the restroom one more time. And then my mother-in-law got here and I remember handing her the the baby monitor. And I just told her, you know, when my house gets up, you might want oatmeal or pancakes or whatever. And I was kind of just like giving her a rundown of his routine, even though she probably knows it. And... uh, I was sitting on the couch, my husband was tying my shoes because I couldn't bend over and we just left and my mother-in-law says now she's like I didn't think anything was that like dire like you seemed so calm and I would never have thought anything exciting you know out of the ordinary was going to happen and uh, so we get in the car and instantly I'm on hands and knees like my head is like out the back like facing the back of the car Uh, my butt is just out like in the windshield my husband I'm pretty sure he would have been so embarrassed if it would have been daylight but (laughs) contractions in a car are miserable oh yeah they're not Um, not fun (laughs) yes definitely not and so we are gosh I don't know like five miles from our house and I look at my husband and I said call my midwife I can feel the baby and he was like, no, like, this is not real life. And yeah. I said, "Call <laughs> And so he did. I had the number was pulled up in my recent call. So he called her and he's like, um, Kim, Kendra says the baby's coming right now. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, okay, Kendra, can you talk to me? And I'm like, yes. I was like, Kim, the baby's coming. I know what it feels like. And she was like, hang up and call 911. And then she hung up and yeah. like no words were lost. Like she just hung up. And then, um. She said later, she's like, I just wanted you to call 911. I didn't want you to mess around. So, my husband is like, this doesn't happen. Like, we don't need to call 911. Like, we'll just keep driving. Like, we're not in a movie. You're not gonna give birth in the car. So he did not want to call 911. And actually, I grabbed my phone and I dialed 911. I hit call and I threw the phone at him and I was like, talk to the operator. (laughs) So um, I ended. I did end up calling 911. And the lady was super nice. She was great. Um, she told us that we should, um, pull over and my husband didn't want to do that because he knew where they were going to dispatch, um, the ambulance from or whatever. And he was like, we're literally heading in that direction. We'll just like meet you halfway. It's closer if we keep driving. And I told him, I was like, we are not going to make it like halfway. Like I can't give birth by myself. And I could feel the baby coming. I was like, we need to pull over. Like we need to pull over. And uh, in that moment, my water broke. And I never have a lot of fluid, um, so it wasn't anything, like, major. But I did feel it, and I felt like that pop and uh, then, like, the trickle or whatever. Um, I was still – I was wearing sweatpants and my tennis shoes at that point. Still on my hands and knees, and we're still driving. Um, But then when my water did break, my husband pulled over in a gas station. It was a Bell store, so (laughs) (laughs) – and it's one that I pass a lot, like, multiple times a week. Um – so we pulled over and uh, the operator was like, I'll walk you through it um, because obviously like we're freaking out. Like my husband doesn't know what we're like, what he's doing delivering a baby or whatever. So she said that we should, um, she said, first off I should like get undressed from like the waist down. I should be bare. And so, and she looked to lay the seat back. So we, my husband gets out of the car. He's, he has my phone still. He's taking my shoes off, taking my pants off. Cause like, I can't, bent over like i'm like having a baby in this moment and he had to just yeah take care of me basically um and then he went to lay the seat back and we had so we had a jeep grand cherokee so like good space but not like super big and we had the infant carrier behind the passenger seat and he went to lay the seat back and he couldn't because the car seat was there so i oh, was just no. <laughs> you know sprawled out on the on the front seat and he opens the back door gets the car seat out and i just like fly backwards because the seat was still like on like it hadn't clicked back into place i just fly backwards when he gets the car seat out (laughs) and uh the lady's telling him like get a shoelace out of one of her shoes in case you need to like cut the cord or clamp the cord and i'm sure my husband was freaking out like this is not happening right now um but then I, i asked her i was like am i allowed to push or am i supposed to wait like are there rules i mean there probably aren't but i'm freaking out And she's like, no, if you have to push, like, if if you feel that urge, then you should push. So um, I kind of, I mean, my legs were very much spread. I had, like, one leg hanging out the door and the other leg was, like, up on the dash. So I don't know where the Bell Store's, um, like, camera was pointing, but I hope it wasn't pointing at me. (laughs) um because
1: can yeah. you imagine in the morning they look <laughs> at their security camera and they're like what in the world what else? exactly
0: <laughs> and like thankfully like I said so we're like from a small town so it was closed it wasn't like oh, it was like an all night worry. gas station so they were closed yeah um so there's no one around but yeah I can just imagine someone coming in the next morning and checking the feed <laughs> um
1: but no or if they have, uh, like, I, one uh, of those cameras that, like, notify them when there's movement and they, like, are watching on their phone at home, like, what in the world is going on? they like, grab the popcorn, honey. <laughs> oh man. It's,
0: it's honestly, looking back, it is so funny. <laughs> but, um, oh, gosh. yeah, so I had asked if I could push. She's like, yes, of course. And this is where I was very thankful that I did have um the natural birth, I mean, a year ago or a year earlier, because I knew what it felt like, and I remembered, like, them telling me when to push and, like, when to stop, and then, you know, when they, like, kind of, like, rotate the baby and, like, when to push again and to keep pushing. So I kind of had that in my mind, Um, and I think I pushed twice before the head came out, and my husband was on the phone with her, and um, she kept saying, like, dad, is the head out? Is the head out? He's like, no, no, and, like, to me, it feels like the head should be out because you know like that burning it feels like it should be and i kept thinking is the head out but then once the head did come out i did feel it he's like yes the head's out and also i should note that during all of this like i kept asking my husband like this is such a dumb thing to think about and i know so many moms worry about it and i never worried about it when i'm in the hospital giving birth but when it's your husband and you're in your car i kept asking him well am i pooping am i pooping <laughs> because that's how it felt and yeah. I was well like, and also so i mean you're in your
1: car so you probably like that kind of like you know womanly yes. cleanliness thing too so you're probably like i don't want to poop in my car
0: okay and then i was like wait he's like standing right there so like i'm kind of hanging out the door so like if i would poop it's gonna like fall right on his feet i was so i was so embarrassed even though it was Aww. my husband
1: yeah no i get it that that Uh, makes
0: sense i mean he kept saying no no and he's definitely like we're he would tell me if i had like he wasn't gonna hide that yeah um but no so the head came out and just then the siren we saw the lights in the siren and um little lady he's like they're here and then he hung up and they had just parked like i knew once the head was out um to like give it a second or whatever not just like keep pushing so i did wait and then one of the guys was just running over as I pushed her out. And so my husband had Danny's head and the EMT just like grabbed her body. Um, So she cried right away. Like instantly she cried. I didn't get to hold her right away. They didn't like put her on me. Um, but the EMT held her. She was crying. Um, and they, of course, were able to clamp the cord. My husband didn't need to use a shoelace. <laughs> so we were thankful for that. Um, but then like, honestly, this is my sister's favorite part of the story. So we're on the side of like a, like a state route. It's like 2am. So it wasn't busy, obviously, but there was the, like, there was the occasional car driving by and we're right beside the road. And then I had to, I mean, this is like two minutes after I gave birth. I had to stand up and like walk to the stretcher, literally naked. I mean, I had a sweatshirt on, but like, you know, naked from the bottom, from the waist down. And I had to get on the stretcher. And one of my reasons for always wanting a midwife was I just felt more comfortable with a, with a woman and like nurses are usually women and whatever. Don't worry. All five of the EMTs were men. And I knew two of of them because, you know, we like I said, Oh (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, But I mean, I didn't know them like super, super well, but like the one guy goes to church. (laughs) The other one's like a very distant relative to my husband. So yeah. Um, but yeah, so I got on the stretcher and they gave Danny to me then. Um, and I was able to hold her. And I didn't deliver the placenta until we got to the hospital. So that all stayed intact. But then on the ride out, it was very, I mean, uneventful compared to what had just happened. they, of course, wanted to take like my vitals and uh, mm-hmm. my baby's vitals. And everything was great. I got very shaky um, at that point. I think the adrenaline was wearing off. And... So they did. They gave me like a warm blanket. And of course, like I said in my previous birth, I, you know, was trying to relax. So I kept talking and I think they just loved it because it's like these guys that had never all of them on the on that, um, like on that call had never delivered a baby before. They'd never been a part of that. So they were super excited. And of course, I'm a talker. So I was more than willing to just like blurt out every single detail. (laughs) So They were loving that. But yeah, we got to the hospital, and my uh, my midwife opens the ambulance doors, and she's like, "Kendra, an hour ago you said you're having a stomach ache, or you're having a stomach ache." And I said, "Kim, an hour ago I was having only a stomach ache, like that is all that was happening."
1: <laughs>
0: wow. Um, so she was like, "Okay, next time either you're getting induced at like thirty nine weeks, or you're just gonna like camp out in the hospital for like the last <laughs> few weeks of your of your uh, pregnancy." But None of those sound very appealing to me, um, no. but yeah, it was crazy. Then I, you know, I got wheeled through the ER and like up the elevator with like me on a stretcher with like my baby in my arms. It was it's, looking back. It was like the craziest thing. Um, But then we did go to a room and um, I had to deliver the placenta and that was honestly probably one of the worst parts because or the most pain- painful for me because like the adrenaline had worn off. Um, the excitement of like, you know, I mean, I was excited to have a baby, but like the initial like shock and excitement of like, you know, you're like out of your head and you know, all that had worn off. So I was very much back into like my normal body. And so it was pretty painful to deliver the placenta. And it had been about probably like half an hour since I delivered my baby. Um, so then once I delivered the placenta, she also had to check me um to see if I had torn because she obviously wasn't there. And she had no idea how it looked um, on the outside or on the inside. And then that was very, very painful. Um, Having her, you know, like day around and she wanted to be totally sure, which I appreciate, you know, the thoroughness, but it definitely did not feel good. Um, But they um, measured Danny. you know, took all of her measurements and all that. And she was seven pounds, two ounces and 20 inches long. Um, with the most perfectly round little head. And mm-hmm. that was so funny because they're like, obviously it's super round because she spent like 10 seconds in the birth canal.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no cone <comment>. head. <laughs>
0: oh, yes, exactly. Uh, um, so yeah. yeah. And then of course, during the day, everyone wanted to stop in and see the gas station baby and you know, all that. <laughs> um, but hilarious. no, my husband, he got to call our moms because he called them on the way to the hospital. Cause you know, he's still freaking out from like, like, he has adrenaline. Like, he just delivered a baby in a car um, on the side of the road in the middle of the night. So he called both mm-hmm. of, our, of our parents. And, like, they couldn't believe it. My mom didn't even know I was in labor because I hadn't, like, called or texted her at all. So she had no idea we were even, like, on the way to the hospital. And they both thought he was joking when he said that, you know, she was born before we got there. Um, and when he called his mom, he's like, oh, we have a baby. And she was like how'd you get there so fast? And he was like, (laughs) we
1: didn't. (laughs) We didn't. (laughs) We sure didn't. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm.
0: But yeah, so I was kind of jealous that I missed out on that, but I liked hearing the stories. um, Like my sister-in-laws and my sisters were texting We had this big group and they were all texting. And I liked hearing like their reaction to like their moms telling them what had happened and all this. Um, But yeah, it was, it was so crazy for sure.
1: Goodness. That is quite the story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so then how long were you in the hospital for? Like, did they keep you very long or were you able to leave?
0: We had to stay. Um, we stayed overnight. So we got there like at like three in the morning or three 30 in the morning. And then we did have to stay overnight until like the following morning, just because they wanted to monitor me and baby. Um, but everything was great. Everything checked out. We were both doing good. Uh, my Postpartum recovery with her was very similar um, to Miles. I mean, I didn't have any tearing this time, but I still felt, or I, I mean, obviously I felt really good. Um, I didn't, I decided to not try and breastfeed again. I felt like I had taken so much from Miles, like his four five, six months at that age when I was, you know, throwing up and couldn't, you know, be with him and help him and, and you know, be the mom that I wanted to be to him. I just kind of felt like I just I wanted to use formula. I wanted to be there for both of my kids. They were so close in age, and I wanted you know people come over to help me. I wanted to be able to like give them a bottle, have them feed my daughter, and I can you know feed my son or you know. Um, mm-hmm. So that was kind of what affected my decision. But I didn't try to breastfeed her, um, and I am very happy that I didn't. I was I would probably would do that again. I was I'm I'm <laughs> glad I made that decision. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Wow. Cool, man. Yes, <laughs> so I next am. time, next time, do you think, would you ever consider like doing a home birth? So you just didn't have to leave or is that just not something that interests you?
0: No, we did talk about it. Um, I think I would be open to that. My husband, I mean, I think he's more so worried about like something going wrong. Cause he's like, yeah. you know, nothing happened this time. Uh, it was a good, we had a good experience. It's like, you don't know about next time. Um, so, and I do love my midwife and she doesn't, or I guess I never actually asked her. I don't think she does home births. Um, and I feel like I'm a strong enough person that if I do go to the hospital and, um, if they do try to like force me to do things that, or like recommend things or not that they'd force me, but, you know, recommend different things. Um, I do think I'd be strong enough to say no and to still do it the way that I want to. And if it helps my husband to relax and to be more present and be able to relax, I guess, um, I would be fine with doing a, doing a hospital birth again.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. No, if you have good hospital experience, I'm just, I'm just more meaning because of the precipitous labor, like, right. you know, you. I guess if you know now, like, okay, as soon as you have a stomach ache, go. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know, like, don't wait, <laughs> don't wait, like any yes, longer and- than, you know, That's like, everyone's like, why
0: did you wait so long? And I'm like, I did not wait. I called my mother-in-law before I was even in labor, before I even had my first contraction. Like, there was no waiting around. Um, Uh But I did. I even, like, I watched a car birth in, like, during my pregnancy, like, when I was so nervous about, you know, going fast. I watched a few, like, car birth YouTube videos. And so, and I remember sending them to my sister. And, uh, but then for it to actually happen, my husband thinks I, like, manifested it. (laughs) <laughs> happened because i was you know so into this but <laughs> i don't think that's possible but um yeah it was crazy and actually my my husband one of his workers wives they had a baby um so danny my daughter was born in march and they had their daughter in january and they, actually she almost had a baby in the car as well she her baby was born in the lobby of the hospital they had like just gotten there and like her baby was born in the lobby in a wheelchair and so like hearing all these stories is just crazy I don't know I haven't had heard many like since then but like in that year of like pregnancy and then like having her I felt like I was surrounded by like fast quick labor so I don't know if there was yeah. some water around here or what was happening but <laughs> that's I funny I definitely wasn't the only one
1: <laughs> yeah that is funny and what a what a weird phenomenon in your right. area. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's oh, was so cool. crazy. Oh, man. So do you, like, look back at that experience as, like, I mean, obviously it's, like, crazy, but, like, did you feel like it was overall, like, positive? Like, like, yes, or do for you sure. feel, now, yeah?
0: No, I, uh, like, so I wrote a blog post, like, detail, like, you just kind of detailing what I just said now, uh, because I didn't want to forget any of the any of the specifics. Um, And at the end, I just remember writing that, like I was praying for a fast birth. I was praying for a healthy baby, a healthy delivery, like for me to be healthy. I was asking for like a, a similar experience to what I had with miles, as far as like postpartum wise, you know, um, not having it too rough and, you know, all that. And so even though it happened in a completely different way than I would have thought, Like, God answered so many prayers in that sense. Like, it was a very fast delivery. We were both healthy. Um, Postpartum went great. And so, even though it wasn't what I had pictured, I would never in a million years have thought that I would have a baby in the car. Um, God really did answer my prayers in almost every aspect.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, do you have anything else from that experience that you want to share?
0: Honestly, I don't think so. I don't know if I, <laughs> I overshared or if I did just the right amount, no. but I think I, <laughs> yeah. I,
1: think I like, left every You've detail it in there. All. <laughs> yeah. So did you do anything, um, like maybe before your first um, baby, you said that you had planned on having a natural birth in the hospital. Like, did you do anything to kind of prepare yourself for that? Or did you just want to go in blind and trust your so body?
0: I... um. I had, when I got pregnant, like I said, I was at home um, sick. So I was watching a lot of, like, birth story YouTube videos. And I was, like, watching some of the ones where they do, like, the hypno-breathing or hypno-birthing, or I'm not quite sure what it's called because obviously I ended up not doing it. But, um, like, I had just been seeing all these different women do, like, different breathing exercises or certain music or, like, pressure points or, you know, all this stuff that they did to, like, handle the pain. And then, um, as my dad got sick, honestly, and this was crazy because it's my first pregnancy, but like it flew by. And before I knew it, I was at 35 weeks and I was in labor and I hadn't even prepared at all. Like the nursery wasn't done. The bags weren't packed. The car seat wasn't in the car. Um, the last thing I had even been thinking about was going into labor at 35 weeks. And so, I think I felt like during my whole pregnancy, I would have time to think about that later. You know, like once everything Uh settles down, like dad was sick and then he passed away and, you know, there was just so much happening. I never took the time to really focus on myself giving birth. I knew I would have to at some time, but it wasn't really at the forefront of my mind. Um, But I think my plan had been to go in, yes, um, with no interventions. And I honestly, like I said, I was a naive first time mom. I was thinking I have a high pain tolerance. It's fine. I can do it. And I was just going to have that stubborn attitude. And I think that's what I thought was going to carry me through.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I think that's probably pretty common for men to kind of just think that way.
0: right? And mm-hmm. I was, um, I was a little nervous with Danny, my second, because, you know, people were saying it can go just as fast or some were saying it'll go slower because the first time was a fluke. And they were saying that, or I was thinking, how am I going to um, labor? Like my first one went so fast from a one, barely a one to a 10. And so yes, it hurt. And it was intense because I was in transition. I had no idea what to expect um, for like those contractions in between. I didn't know how it felt when you're at a five. I mean, I went through it at some point, obviously, but I don't know. I don't know how it felt when I was at those at each of those spots or those numbers. Um, so I was nervous going into her delivery because I'm like. So I had one birth or I had one delivery, like with no interventions, no epidural, no pain meds. But can I do it again? Because if it's not mm-hmm. the same, I feel like Miles delivery and birth story doesn't count because it was it was a fluke. It went fast. But I was nervous for the second one because I didn't know, I had no idea what to expect, even though it was my second delivery, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yep. That does make sense. Sure. Well, well, if you, I mean, I guess your, your stories and your um, your labors are a little bit unique because precipitous labor isn't super common. I mean, obviously it does happen. Mm-hmm. Um but if you had any, like, one piece of advice that you'd give a first-time mom as, like, a must-have, like, you need to know this before you, like, while going into birth, like, what would you say to her?
0: One thing that, and obviously I was one of the few, <clears throat> with, like, a good a good story, a positive birth story to tell, I had two of them, and I had very positive, like, postpartum experiences, and it's not the same for everyone, but I remember... When I was pregnant the first time, there were so many people that I was hearing about when I was pregnant with Miles. Everyone was having a C-section, and everyone was needing interventions, and ev- you know everything was going wrong in the sense that like it's not what you plan for when you're you know planning your your birth. Um, and I remember I got kind of frustrated because everyone that I talked to was like, well, don't have your expectations too high, and I would say I don't want an epidural, um, I want to do it naturally, and I have a midwife, and you know all this stuff. And I feel like people can be very negative towards moms that like, that are like excited and it's their first time and they don't know what to expect, but they're being positive and they're planning out, they're detailing what they want. And I just hate how like we like tend to squash their hopes (laughs) with like negative stories. And obviously there are a bunch of the stories that don't go as planned, but that doesn't mean that that will happen to you. And even if it does, that's okay. But like, don't go into it. Just expecting everything to go wrong because so-and-so said this happened or that happened. Um, Yes. So I think just like not listening to the negative comments and then just knowing that your body is capable. Like, even if in the moment, if you don't think it is, like when I was begging my husband for the epidural like 20 minutes in, um, obviously I didn't get it and obviously I was able to do it and I did it again a year later. And Yes, it hurt, And it was painful, but my body knew what to do. It knew what was happening and you kind of just have to get out of your own head and just like let your body do what it was made to do.
1: Yeah. Yep. That's, that's so true. And I love what you said about like the, um, like the positive because, and like, that's a huge reason why I do this because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, like you said, when you're pregnant, it seems like so many people want to like give you their horror story and it's like right. why you know like like man that sucks that that happened to you but like you know you don't need to like project that like right. trauma or like fear or whatever like on other people yes and <laughs> so I that's think, like a like, huge
0: oh, i think so it, I it carries know. into like motherhood too like people are constantly like oh you think like it's hard now when they're newborns wait until they're toddlers and they're destroying yeah. their house like wait until they're like eight and nine and they have personalities and they want to do this and you know, they don't listen. And then when they're teenagers and they start, you know, disobeying their parents more and, you know, doing their own thing. Like why do we have to, why are we saying that to moms?
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's true. And yeah, like I said, that's exactly why like my one thing is like, I want like the positive, you know, the Mm -hmm. positive, because even if, you know, you did have a traumatic birth and like, that's your story. Like, I want you to share that story, but I also want you to like, tell like, okay, so then what did you learn through that? And like, how can you encourage others because of that, you know, negative or traumatic experience instead of just like projecting it onto somebody and being like, well, you know, I wouldn't do that because of this, you know? So yeah, that's totally, yeah. My heart that women would hear these stories and, and know like that birth is positive and it's beautiful. And, you know, no matter how your baby comes, it's, it's such a beautiful experience and empowering experience. Like our bodies were created for this and it's just, yes, it's like one of the most beautiful, like things that we can like, you know, do as women and Mm -hmm. just such a treasured part of
0: even, like, my husband, after, like, delivering his daughter, he is constantly amazed at, like, a woman's body. He's, like, right. he was right there. He was he delivered the baby, and he was, like, it's crazy, like, what a woman's body does and what it goes uh-huh. through to bring a baby into the world. It's insane. <laughs> but, yeah. Everyone, really everyone has their own story, for sure.
1: Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on, and <laughs> those stories and especially that second one was so fun to hear <laughs>
0: yes thank you for having me uh,
1: yeah no you're my first car baby mama so. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome, awesome.
0: well hopefully yeah. i mean if there are more in the future i hope they're positive and uh, you know everything goes the best that it could i was blessed with mine that's for sure
1: thank you so much for listening i hope that you were encouraged in some way through this story as a reminder Please rate and review our podcast, and you can connect with us on social media at Birth Journeys Podcast. For more information or to share your own story, please visit birthjourneyspodcast.com and fill out the brief questionnaire. See you next time.